live inside of me. Thank you, Lord. Oh, oh welcome, Holy Spirit. Oh, fill us with your power. Oh, live inside of me. Listen now. Oh, we lift our hands to worship you. Oh, Holy Spirit, Holy One. Come into this temple. Holy Spirit, oh, we are in your Uh, one way or the other, we're going to get through this meeting. Amen. But uh, 
we, we sure thank the Lord bring you readings from her tonight. And uh, let's just bow our hearts together for a word of prayer. And maybe you could just turn and lay your hand on someone standing next to you tonight as we come together in a spirit of unity. Open in these meetings tonight. Let's just join together and let's invite the Lord to come. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we gather here tonight on the first night of these meetings, Lord, as I stepped into the sanctuary, Lord, my mind couldn't help but go back to when your prophet talked about that day that you come riding into town and he said the air was charged with expectation. For Lord, the believers were there under expectation of God fulfilling a promise of his word. And Lord, as I stepped into this building tonight, I feel that same charge of expectation in the hearts of your believers tonight, God. Lord, we've not gathered here to see a man or to hear a man's idea or to feed from a personality. But Lord, we've gathered here tonight because there is a deep calling to the deep. And Lord, there is a deep to respond to that call. And Father, as the believers have gathered here and they have their hands laid up on one another, Lord, we know with unity that we can take the land, we can pursue the enemy. But Father, where there is division, the house cannot stand, but it will fall. But Lord, we're so thankful tonight that we're not divided, but we're united under the message of the hour. Lord, we've got a direction, and it's not to the left or to the right, to the back, but it's to the forward, Lord. Or to possess our inheritance, to possess our promises. Now, God, I pray tonight as we join our faith together, Lord, may you drive out every spirit in this building that's unlike the Holy Spirit. Lord, may your anointing open up and rain down in this meeting, Father. Lord, from the first night to the final service, dear God, Lord, may there not be one service that we would invite you to come to, that we would not make you welcome, but may we make you welcome. May you be the honored guest among us, Lord. Father, for every church that's represented here, I pray that you would bless them, Lord. For every pastor that's represented here, our brother Matt tonight, God, may you bless him and his assembly, Lord. The different churches that's here, Father, from Brother Jason's in different areas, oh God, I pray that you would bless them, Lord. Father, may we be refreshed in your presence, Lord, and we'll be sure to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory, for it's in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. And all the believers says, Amen. Amen. The book of Genesis, the first chapter, and I want to look in the very first verse of Genesis 1. Uh, the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Now, I love this next line. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Brother Bram says waters is a type of people. Right. So we can actually say, and the Spirit of God moved upon the people. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. I also want to look in one other place, the book of Matthew, the 18th chapter. I know uh, you here tonight as Bible believers could repeat this verse from heart, but I just want to pull it here, Matthew 18 and verse number 20. Matthew 18 and verse number 20. I was actually reading the back and realized that this verse is actually speaking to worshipers. So how many worshipers do we have here today? He said here in the 20th verse, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I, that's the I am, there am I in the midst of them. We ask the Lord this evening to add the blessing to the reading of his word as you uh, can be seated here this afternoon. 
from those passages of scripture for just a few moments, if I may, if I take a title tonight, I want to speak to you on welcoming a move of God. Welcoming a move of God. I, I believe tonight that we have come here on the first night of these meetings, amen, to welcome the Spirit of God into the midst of His church. And You know, a few days ago in prayer, something just come to my heart that I've been thinking upon, and it, it just struck my heart in prayer that what we think we need is one thing, amen, but what God knows we need is another. What we think we need is one thing, but what God knows we need is another. Now, amen, you may be here tonight thinking that you need this or thinking that you need that or thinking you need something else. Amen. But thank God tonight that we know under the Spirit of God that He is the God that knows everything about us and He knows what we need. And I'll say it to you like this. Amen. What we need is a move of God that comes from God and His Word. Amen. I find it like this. The prophet of God will say in the message about 47 times, He will use the term move of God. And you'll find that it takes a power to start a move of God. Now we'll realize this. Amen. That man cannot supply that power. Amen. But God must supply the power in order to start a move of God. In the message of Blush and Prophet, he said, A man cannot lay in the presence of God, and a church cannot stay in the presence of God under repentance. He said, Unless the Holy Spirit comes down and gives unction and power to start a move of God in there among those people. Amen. I want to read that to you again. A man cannot lay in the presence of God, and a church cannot stay in the presence of God under repentance unless the Holy Spirit comes down and gives unction and power to start a move of God in there among those people. Now, amen, you all know as well as I know that many people actually fear a move of God and the reason that they fear a move of God is because many moves of God have been turned into fanaticism, they've been turned into personalities, they've been turned into man's agendas, amen, but just starting off this meeting, let me remove all doubt and say, amen, God still moves, amen, regardless of what anybody else has done with a move of God, amen, God still moves. I happen to believe, amen, that God still moves in singing. I happen to believe that God, amen, still moves in the preaching of his word. I believe, amen, that God still moves in prayer lines. I believe that God, amen, still moves in testimony services. I happen to believe, amen, that God still moves. And we might as well tell that devil tonight, amen, he can throw up every hindrance he wants to, amen, but the spirit of God is greater in the church, amen, than it's ever been before, amen, because we're not here upon a man's idea. We're not here upon a man's agenda. Amen. But we have come here under a spiritual leadership of the Almighty God where he said, if two or three would gather in my name, amen, I will come down and be in their midst. Amen. That I've got God on record tonight saying, amen, that he's going to heal somebody here this weekend. He's going to deliver somebody here this weekend. He's going to give somebody the Holy Ghost. Amen. I don't think we've got to back up to this devil. I think it's time to break out of church entity. I think it's time to break out of cults and ideas and come back under the power of God and let the Spirit of God free in the church. Amen. To move once again. Amen. I'll tell you what, if you'll repent of that thing that's between you and God right now, in a few minutes it'll be in the sea of forgetfulness and you'll be full of the dynamics of God. Come on church, we're not in position to fail tonight. We're in position for revival. We're in position for a miracle. We're in position to see the supernatural because God still moves. Amen. I still believe God moves in all 
altar calls. Amen. The prophet God said they're old fashioned. Amen. They're out of style today. Amen. But God still moves in them. Amen. Whatever the devil says is out of style is what God still moves in. Whatever the devil says is an idea of the past is a reality of today. And my God is not dead. He's a living God here tonight. He's not looking for your education. He's looking for your soul. He's not looking for your ability. He's looking for somebody that'll surrender to him and let him come in the church and the power of his dynamics. Can you feel it? Amen. The problem God said, can you feel it? He said, can you feel it moving on you? He said, do you see what it is? It's the Holy Ghost. Amen. What you're feeling right now is not the words of a man. It's the Holy Ghost of God. Amen. And the Holy Ghost here is here to move. The prophet said, who are you this morning? He said, who is Christ Jesus? He is in you as much as you'll let him be. He said, he's pressing. Amen. Trying to get into you. Amen. To move into you today. And you stand off and you wonder and you look and you gaze and you hold back a little bit. He said, don't do that. Amen. Move right straight into the kingdom of God. The hour is here. See, oh, I want to see him, don't you? How many wants to see him here this weekend? He said, I want to see him. And I believe we will see him. Amen. Because he is here now. Well, I might as well go ahead and say what a prophet said. He said, my ministry is to declare him that he is here. Amen. He is coming in a corporal body, but he is here in the form of his word. He is here to heal us. He is here to bless us. He is here to free. You may think I lost my mind, but there's a charge in here and it's coming from the word and there ain't no devil got enough power tonight. Amen. To stop my God from coming into the vessel of an empty soul. He will fill you with his spirit. He will charge you with his dynamics. He said, if you believe you will see him, amen, then you will see him because he's here now. He said his power is moving. He said, what makes him people cry and shout and go on? What's the matter? It's the Holy Ghost. Amen. Moving in them. Now you all know that there's three realms to God. There's God above us. There's God with us. And then there's God in us. Do you realize what a prophet said? He said we're not just moving because God is above us. We're not just moving because God is on us. Amen. But we're moving because God is in us. Amen. Don't you see what this is? This is the fulfillment of prophetic word that the move is home for the bride. That's the saith the Lord. The move is not coming from the outside. It's coming from the inside. It's the Holy Ghost and fire and it's shut up in our bones tonight and it's here to manifest itself. The Holy Ghost is not just moving on you. It's not just moving around you. He said the Holy Ghost is moving in you. If you can only realize and embrace Him, embrace the Holy Ghost and believe in Him and hug Him into your bosom and live right, don't do nothing that would hinder Him. Say, Lord Jesus, I want you. I want you to stand by me. I'm going to stand by you. He's pressing to get into you. He wants in there. Actually, wants inside of you. How many will agree that the Holy Ghost wants in you tonight? He said, See what He's doing? He is wooing to you. He is wooing you to Him all the time. Now, how many can admit at times that you've been in services and you felt pressure? 
You felt pressure on your soul. You felt pressure around you. And I say that every time you feel pressure, it's not always in the negative because the prophet of God shows us, amen, he is more willing to do it than you are to receive it. He said, can you imagine Brother Bosworth expressing uh, to this ocean out here piled up in one tube about two foot high or two foot across? He said, what a pressure there would be, amen, trying to find one little crevice, amen, to leak through. He said, now divide that by 10,000 times and you'll find the pressure of the Holy Spirit is trying to find that little crevice in the heart. Amen. The true faith can leak into there and can heal you. Amen. Do you realize if you are a son or daughter of God, you've got a heart inside of you and inside of that heart is a crevice and that crevice was not put there to be full with denomination. It was not put there to be full of Laodicea. Amen. But that crevice was put in your heart that in the evening time when the Spirit would be poured out according to Joel the second chapter, there would be a heart on earth to receive what he was pouring out. Come on, friends. If he pours his spirit in you, it'll heal your body. If he pours his spirit in you, it'll save your soul. If he pours his spirit in you, it'll free your mind. How many can say, oh God, let your spirit find the crevice in my heart on the first night of these meetings and let the faith of God leak into my heart and manifest the promise of his word. He said, see, God's standing there like a great pressure. Don't be afraid of that. He said, because too many are. He said, you cannot exhaust God. He wants to bless you. <laughs> Look at somebody next to him and say, God wants to bless you. You didn't know you was going to be preaching tonight. Amen. But Brother Danny, God wants to bless you. Brother Ben, God wants to bless you. Word of life, God wants to bless you. Church of the living God, God didn't bring you together. Amen. To condemn you and to beat you up. Amen. But he called you together. Amen. To bless you with his Shekinah glory. He called you together to bless you with his anointing and to bless you with his power and to bless you with his love. He wants to bless you. He's ready. He's pressing. Could you imagine taking all the water that's in the earth and the sea and piling it into one four-foot pipe and put it up there? He said the pressure would be on the bottom of it. He'd been trying to find a little crevice to leak its way through. He said that's like the pressure of the Holy Spirit trying to come down on every life. Then what is moving you is the Holy Ghost. See, God is watching over his word to vindicate it because he has got to make it real. He's got to make it act. He said, that's why you people are hungering for a revival. Now just go ahead and help me preach for a second. Where is that hunger coming from tonight? It's not coming because Andrew Glover's here or any other preacher's here. It's because there's a spirit, amen, that's pressing at your soul. There's a spirit that's wooing at you. Amen, there's a God who has come down to fill you with more than ideas and doctrines and creeds and dogmas. He has come down to fill you with the very life of his own self. He said, see, he come down to bless you. Amen, he wants to bless you. It's time for these things to be here. If you ever believe me to know what I was talking about, you accept that the hour is here now. Well, preacher, someday, some hour, but a vindicated prophet is filling the church. The hour for God to bless the church, brother Ben, is not in the future. It is right here present tonight. 
Yes, sir. And the trouble of it is, he said, we got so many absolutes that we don't know what we're tied to. He said, we got so many ties. One pulling this way and one pulling that way and one against the other. He said, how do the people know what to do? He said, then the pressure of the Holy Spirit coming down, amen, trying to find, amen, a place to move himself into that he can work word by word, word by word. Amen. Then can I say to you tonight, you are in position for the Holy Spirit to come into you and to manifest the promises of this word, word by word by word. Then what you're feeling here tonight is the unseen force of the Holy Ghost. Now the Father of God said a doctor asked him one time, they said, Billy, don't you think them people, them Pentecostal people is just excited, they're just nervous, they're just screaming and hollering. He said, doctor, you mean to tell me that nerves can be excited without something to excite them? Amen. Something has to excite them. He said, see, then what it is, it's the unseen force of the Holy Ghost. It's the unseen force of the Holy Ghost moving among us and it excites that born again spirit. Let me just go ahead and say this. I am done apologizing for being excited in the house of God. I am done apologizing for worshiping my God. I am done apologizing for being what God called me to be. Listen, you didn't call me two years ago. He called me from before the foundation of the world. I don't just have representation in time. I've got representation in eternity and the representation in eternity is a lot stronger than the representation in time. I wasn't born to be a cold, formal, aristocratic, stiff-necked, starchy church member. I was born to be a son of God. He was born to be a daughter of God. Amen. To manifest God in the power of His Spirit in the age that you're living in. Amen. I'll tell you this. Amen. If something's not getting excited, amen, the Spirit will not excite an unregenerated spirit. The Spirit will not excite an unborn again spirit, but the Spirit of God will excite a born again spirit. How can you be born again and not be excited about it? Well, we might as well preach we're here. How can some of us come out of the families we come out of and come out of the messes we come out of and come out the roads that we was on and the bars that you were sitting in and the churches you was bound under and God saved you and filled you with the Holy Ghost and revealed the greatest message that has ever hit the face of and we're not supposed to be excited. I resent that devil in the name of Jesus. I am a son of God who has been born by the Spirit of God. I am a freeborn, Acts 2, son of God, talking message believing Messiah preaching pillar of fire following son of God and there ain't no devil to back me off of it might as well clear that devil out of the airways we've been born again by the spirit of God and we're excited about it we was on our way to hell but tonight we're on our way to heaven we was on our way to tribulation but because God rich in mercy revealed this message to us tonight we're on our way to the rapture it's the unseen force of the Holy Ghost. He said it brings excitement to that spirit. He said the power of God foams down through because faith cometh by hearing. He said then the Holy Ghost takes the word and spreads it out over the people to catch it with the power that regenerated born again life. Amen. Something has got to cry out. 
if the spirit of God takes the word to a regenerated spirit in a son or daughter of God he said then something has got to cry out do you see that you're not the first one to feel the move of God in the book of Peter the Bible says that the prophecy came not in old time by the will of men amen but holy men of God spake as they were moved somebody say moved as they were moved by the Holy Ghost he said we've tried to tell you the Bible is the word of God it's wrote by God himself through the lips and instrumentality of man he said God can write himself God can speak himself God can do what he wants to but he chose man to do it because the man that wrote it is a part of God I don't have time to stop here but there's a beautiful thing laying right there that if you ever was the son of God you always was the son of God see that those men who were writing about God was not writing about something that they were not a part of are you hearing me? Amen. See, the men wrote the Bible. He said, now listen, the men didn't even know what they were writing in their own human thinking. They might have disagreed with it, but they wrote it. Can you imagine you're sitting there writing, amen, something in your own human thinking is disagreeing with what you're writing, and you pick up the pen to write something else, and the Spirit moves over you and makes you write something that disagrees with the very thoughts that you're thinking. Glory to God. The Spirit will make you agree with the Word regardless of the way the flesh is feeling. Amen. You think that Paul wanted to write some of the things that he was writing, but he was not in control of himself because he had welcomed the Spirit of God. Amen. Listen to me tonight, friends. Amen. Your flesh right now don't want to agree with the words you're hearing. Amen. And your spirit may be so low right now, it don't want to agree with the words you're hearing. Amen. But I come here to tell you tonight, amen, that your soul is more stronger than your flesh. It's more stronger than your spirit and if the spirit of God is in that soul you may be feeling defeated but when you hear the word say greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world amen something will cry out because it's the spirit of God amen moving upon that regenerated soul by the new birth he said men of old was moved by the Holy Ghost are you ready for this God moved their hands he moved their eyes in the visions they could say nothing but what they were looking at they could speak nothing because he had full control. Somebody say full control. God had full control. A finger, amen, of tongue, of every organ of the body was in full sway with God. No wonder the Bible said they were God's. Amen, they were a part of God. He was the fullness of God. See then what it was? It was the Holy Ghost taking control and moving in the body. The Father God said in the last days, when the evening lights begin to shine, eyes will become open and you will see where you are going. Amen, that body body is already formed listen if you're waiting for the forming of the body of Jesus Christ you're some 60 years too late because according to a prophet the body is already formed it is standing up on his feet it is taking motion it is moving by the Holy Spirit he said what the same one that moved upon the prophets that wrote the Bible is the same Holy Ghost that is moving in a body filled with a Holy Ghost moved in the Holy Ghost 
Ghost and it moved you out of every organization, every kindred, every tongue, and every people. Come on, friends. Don't you see what I'm preaching to you? I'm telling you the move is on for the bride. This is not a man's move. It's not a church's move. It's not a preacher's move. It's the move of Almighty God that has come down in this generation. Come on, the Holy Ghost moved in you to move you out of everything that was unlike the word to put you in possession to move you amen from time into eternity are you hearing me it's the Holy Ghost moving it's not a man moving it's the Holy Ghost moving it's the Holy Ghost moving among the churches amen that is causing the people to hunger for reality it's moving in the church, friends. It's more than a man. It's the reality of God. Do you realize if the Holy Ghost becomes a talk among the church, the prophet of God said that will move the church to go to searching, to go to hungering, to go to pulling for the realities of God. I love these next words. God is a reality. How many believes God is a reality? He said the gospel is a reality. And can I tell you how God confirms his word? He confirms it by his spirit. Amen. Moving into humanity that has been born again by the spirit of God. Remember said stay on the highway. Stay on the road map. Go the way the disciples went. Go the way the word preached. Live it. Testify. I know it to be the truth. He said signs in the last days. Is God living in a man? It's God's program. Sign, Brother David, of the last days is God living in a man. It's God's program. He said, see, God has to find somebody that he can trust. Somebody he can have confidence in and can have confidence in God. Amen. That can believe him. Do you believe that? He said then when he finds such a man, he can put his confidence and his power in. A man that will follow the road. They'll stay right on the map. They'll go right on till he comes to the place of power. He said faith will lead him to that because he's got faith in the word. He'll lead him to power. Are you ready for this? And power will lead him to the promise. And then when he gets to the promise and begins to manifest, what does it do? It blinds the eyes of the unbelieving, lukewarm, creed, servant brother. Amen. Come on now. Amen. The Holy Ghost right here tonight is leading somebody, amen, to a reality of this message. The Holy Ghost right here tonight is leading somebody to a reality of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Come on, friends. You might as well accept it. This is not imagination. This is reality. This is not a fairy tale. This is reality. This is not some message that was hashed out of the backwoods of Kentucky. Amen. This is the mind of God. It's the mind intelligence that has come down in the church in the last days to find somebody to manifest the potentials of God. I might as well preach I'm this close to it. That devil don't want you to break through right now because he knows the potentials of this meeting. He knows the potentials of what happens when believers get together and they begin to join their faith together. The Holy Ghost comes down and the Spirit starts moving and unction starts coming and a revival breaks out. Oh, I say tonight, God, fan the flames. God, move upon the church. Say, Brother Aaron, I'm a little bit scared of this fire. Amen, it ain't wildfire, it's Holy Ghost and fire. Come on, you know why God sent this message to you? Because he can trust you. Are you hearing me? He can trust you. He brought you to this now. He said, and it's a reality. It's the reality of following the word. Do you see what it is? 
It's the reality of following the truth. Amen. See, then to hunger for a move of God is a blessing. To thirst for a move of God is a blessing. The Bible said, Blessed they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. That word hunger means to suffer. It means to seek with eager desire. That word thirst means of those who are said to thirst, who painfully feel their want of and eagerly long for those things by which the soul is refreshed and supported and strengthened. Then tonight we're not thirsting for things that'll satisfy the flesh or will satisfy the spirit. Amen. But Jesus in Matthew 5 was speaking of the soul. He said those people that hunger and thirst for things that will support the soul, that will refresh the soul, amen, that will strengthen the soul, amen, will be filled with the desire of their heart. The prophet God said down in their heart, Lord, they want to see the move of God. Amen. And those that find out the devil don't do one thing he will do another. How many can witness to that? If the devil doesn't do one thing, he'll do something else. And if he don't do something else, he'll do another thing. Amen. The problem God told us what he's doing. Amen. He's trying to mess up something or calm up something. Amen. And it makes them kindly pull back a little bit. Isn't it amazing right when the breakthrough's fixing to happen is when the devil tries to calm up something. Right when the breakthrough is fixing to happen is when the devil starts trying to cause some little ill feeling to come into the meeting. Amen. But I want to tell that devil tonight, we are not of those that draw back unto perdition. We are of the seed of Abraham and we will fight that devil. We will not bow our knee to no spirit and give this meeting to the devil. Amen. This is not the devil's meeting. This is not the devil's message. This is not the devil's service. This is our message, our hour, our season, our anointing. The Holy Ghost is here. Amen. To break forth upon the church of the living God. And we will not give that devil one second of this meeting. If he wants to fight, he showed up at a good place to find one. If he wants to find somebody that is anointed to press through every obstacle that he throws against us, we will press through and we will overcome because we feel the Holy Ghost moving in our souls. Are you hearing me? We don't back up. We press on. We don't quit. We give it all we got. We don't know the word quit. We don't know the word retreat. Ain't backing up. Ain't turning around. I'm not giving the devil one second of these meetings. Bro, we might as well preach. Amen. Right now, some of y'all is giving the devil a second of this meeting. Because right now, that devil, which is Eve's interpreter, is trying to interpret to you the atmosphere that you're in. Why are you letting a cold devil interpret the atmosphere of the Holy Ghost? Well, is it emotion? Is it sensation? I'll tell you what the prophet of God said. He said, it's God. It's God. But I know your quote. Well, the mystery of the baptism of the Holy Ghost without sensation, but the person of Christ coming into the individual and performing. I'll go there with you. Amen. I'll tell you something. That was not Mary's experience. That was Mary's pregnation. Her experience was in the upper room. And in the upper room, they got drunk. In the upper room, they got full of dynamics. In the upper room, their soul got refreshed. Their soul got strengthened. I'll tell you what we need to do. We need to leave this chatter, chatter, chatter of the devil down here and break into another dimension until the Holy Ghost comes in and refreshes our preachers and refreshes our young people and refreshes our singers. We need a refreshing of the presence of God in the church of God. And if he said he would do it, he'll confirm it. If he said he would give it, he'll back it up. 
Are you hearing me? Somebody might as well welcome it. It's not coming. It's here tonight. It's not on its way. It's here tonight. We've been tied down, tied up, wadded up long enough. I think it's time to get free again. Brother Press, I think it's time to get free again. I think it's time to remember what it's like. Amen. To break out into another dimension and feel the power of the Holy Ghost surge through your soul. Oh, we might as well preach for this close to it. The devil don't want it, but I really don't care. God promised it, and I'm in position to receive it. You're in position to receive it. We're not of those that draw back. We don't see a real move of God get started and then pull back and say, well, we got to control it. No, we fan the flames. I say we fan the flame. But look, we don't back up. We fan the flames. You know why? Because we're, oh, God. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I might as well preach. It dawned on me the other day. I got to look at the pillar of fire, and I heard the prophet God say what we need is souls lit by the flame of Almighty God. You know what dawned on me, Brother Ben, was over Brother Bram's head was not a pillar of ice. It was a pillar of fire. It was not an icicle hanging over William Branham's head. It was a fire. It was a holy fire. It was a fire to burn out sin. It was a fire to burn out unbelief. Well, I want to tell you tonight, amen, that fire is not in the filing cabinet in Washington, D.C. That fire is in this building tonight, and it's whirling through here, and it's here to set you on fire. It's here to break that cold spell. It's here to put you in action. The moon is on for the bride. He's looking for a heart that he can put his faith in to manifest the promises of his word will somebody give him praise somebody break that devil off somebody break that cold devil off put him back to hell where he comes from we're not under a pillar of ice we're under a pillar of fire it's a move of God and I tell you what happens with the move of God it starts when God moves in his church comes into his church and proves that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Can I tell you what else the movement of God starts with? It starts with people that settle to refuse for less than what God promised them. Testing is still working. It starts with people who refuse to settle for less than what God promised them. They quit making bargains with the devil and get the full value of the full word in its full strength. Well, I might as well preach. Amen. You've been making deals with the devil and it's not going to work. Did it work last time? Did it work two years ago? Did it work 20 years ago? Amen. That devil's a devil that breaks every deal he makes. Amen. But my God said, my God said, all things are theirs. They are the possessors of all things through the death of the Son of God at Calvary. Then come on tonight. We're not going to be the heirs of salvation. But right here tonight, we are the heirs of salvation. We are not going to be the heirs of rapture and faith. Hallelujah. We are right now the heirs of rapture and faith. We're not moving into the message. We are in the message. As a matter of fact, Brother Joel, we are the message. We're not going to be around the message. We are the message. I tell you what a move of God is. A move of God is out of the routine. I said a move of God is out of the routine. A move of God is not ritualistic and it's not traditional. A move of God is not theological. Did I say that right? 
How do you say it? Theological. I graduated because of open book tests. Thank God for them. A move of God is not a form. It's not a ritual. It's a fire. It's an experience. It's an action. Or the men, it's a manifestation of God. It's God coming in His church, confirming the promise of His word. You look in the book of John, the ninth chapter, sometime, and you will find that in the days of Jesus, there was a move of God that got started with a young blind boy. A young blind boy started a move of God. The Bible said in John 9, 29, we know that God spake unto Moses, but as for this fellow, we know not from whence he is. The man answered and said unto them, Why, herein is a marvelous thing that ye know not from whence he is. And yet he hath opened mine eyes. The prophet God said the blind boy is speaking to the spiritual leaders of the nation and here comes a man and opens my eyes by the power of God and yet you don't know nothing about it. He said this is a marvelous thing. He had something, didn't he? He did all right. He did. A man that could do this, yet they didn't know whence he was. He said that was a marvelous thing. One thing I love, Brother Harold, about, about studying a prophet is he doesn't leave us in the past, but he always turns the corner and brings us to the future. And he takes us, Brother Josh, from John 9 to right here today and says, now look today, brethren, we know we have a move of God. Brother Wendell, we're not guessing, we're not probing, we're not presuming. We know that we have a move of God. He said we know it's performing miracles. It's healing the sick. It's raising the dead. It's casting out devils. It's speaking with tongues and interpretation. It sends forth prophecies and they happen. He showed us dreams perfect strictly. This isn't a strange thing that the leaders would say we was a bunch of crazy people. When the leaders of the nation or the churches, he said that's a marvelous thing. Can I just go ahead and say something to you? If you're waiting on the White House to recognize the bride's revival before you act upon it, you've done missed it. If you're waiting on Putin to drop a bomb on America before you realize this message was the truth, you're going to be a little bit too late. Amen. But there is a people here tonight who is in position for another book of Acts. They are in position for another outpouring of the Holy Ghost and fire. Come on, what you see in a small measure while the headstone was descending, you will see in the fullness of its power. Well, someday, somehow, someday, Brother Ben, there's a super race coming. Someday there's a super seed coming. Someday there's a super sign coming. May I say this day, this scripture is fulfilled. You are the super race. You are the super seed. You receive the super sign. You are a super race by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You're not going to be an invincible army. You are an invincible army going to be overcomers. You are overcomers because you recognize we have received a move of God. It's moving, church. Can I tell you what a true move of God is? It's a scriptural move. You know why? Because Jesus is very scriptural. You won't find one move but what you can prove it by the scripture. You say, preacher, can you prove that? I can. It's in the book of John, the fifth chapter. Jesus said, search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Remember, he said, let me give you scripture first. With what we do, it must be scriptural. It's got to be scriptural. God won't honor nothing else. 
See, he only honors his word. He promised my word will not return to me void. It will accomplish that which it's purpose for. He said, and we see the word that's lauded today, no matter how much unbelief rises in the camp. And we got a cloak to put the devil on the run. No matter how much unbelief rises in the camp, God will honor his word when he finds faith to honor it by. Oh, God. God will honor his word when he finds faith to honor it by. Are you seeing where I'm at? I'm in John the ninth chapter. A little boy raised in the religious move of the day. Amen. And the religious leaders missed it. They didn't recognize it. But a little blind boy had faith. He had a crevice, Brother David, in his heart. Oh, God. I'm about to shout my shoe heels home. He had a crevice in his heart. And there was a pressure in the land that day that this man that was doing all these miracles was just a fanatic. He was just a, an illegitimate child. He was just a worked up emotional man. But there was a pressure in the land that day. There was a pressure that was moving in the land. And it was looking for a heart that had a crevice in it that it could link the faith of the promised word into. And without one approval from a religious leader that God would come down and would vindicate the manifestation don't you see who you are tonight you are the living vindicated manifestation of the message of the hour oh God he said preacher what are you talking about I'll tell you what Jesus said he said go your way and tell John what things you've seen and heard how that the blind see the lame walk the lepers are cleansed amen the deaf hear the dead are raised and the poor the poor the gospel is preached to them you, can I tell you what Jesus done? He done exactly. Somebody say exactly. Yes. He done exactly what the scripture said he would do. Remember so when the very Bible said when he came that the blind should see, the lame man would leap like a harp. He said they ought to have seen that the word was manifested. Right. Now listen, yeah. but the boy knew he had been there. Yeah. <sighs> he had been there. He was not talking from a third person. He was talking from a first person. He had been there. He had been under the pressure of the Holy Ghost. Oh, God. Come on, friends. Let me just go ahead and pack another devil's hide to the wall. They say the boy in Finland didn't raise from the grave. How can they say that? They wasn't there, but I was. Come on now. Brother Bam said when Jesus walked the source of Galilee, you walked with him. When he raised the widow of Nain's son, you was with him. When he went to Calvary, you was with him. When he walked on water, you was with him. When he went in the grave, you was with him. When he went to hell, you was with him. He said, and when he rose on the third day, he said, you was there with him. Amen. Because you was in him. Then whatever he done in the word, you was a part of it. You was at the wedding in Canaan. You was at the river Jordan. You was there on Mount Transfiguration. Oh, glory to God. And if you was there then, you'll be here now. I was there when seven angels appeared upon the mountain. I was there on the Ohio River. I was there in Finland. I was there in Germany. I was there in India. You say, how can you say that? Because the God that I was in was there. And if I was in him there, I'm in him now. You might as well scrape your shoulders back and tell that long tongue line devil, get out of my way. I am a son of God in action by the move of God. He ought to know by the herald he was there. What did he do? He was in action. He was ready. Are you ready for this? He was ready before his boss. 
He was ready before the priest. He was ready before the council. He was ready for anything because he had recognized God. I'm going somewhere. He had recognized God and humbled himself and went into action with this testimony. See, that's a real servant. Can I ask you, brother, what did he see there? Brother Ben, what did he see that he recognized and humbled himself to? Can I tell you, Brother Joe, he saw God in flesh. He saw John 1.1 in John 1.14 and he recognized this is more than a man. Can I say it like our prophet said? That's our Lord up there. Glory to God. Uh, you know where I'm at, don't you? Amen. They said it's a smoke. They said it's a rocket ship. They said it's a cloud. But a prophet of God stood there and said, no, that's our Lord up there. He recognized who it was. It was Revelation 10.1. It was Luke 21.25. It was Revelation 1.7. Come on, church. It was our Lord in the manifestation of his glory. Well, then tell me what that boy went into action on. He went into action on God in the flesh. All right? Now, can I bring it to our day? The prophet of God said, watch. He said, see, and the pillar of fire. The pillar of fire ought to put us in action today. As we've seen it vindicated in the words of his promise for this hour, this last day, it should put the whole move of God into action. When you see the pillar of fire and recognize that it's God and humble yourself to it. Can I tell you what we're following? We're following a scriptural pillar of fire. The Bible said in Exodus 13, I'm doing okay on time, let me preach. Look at me more than you're looking at your watch. We'll get through it. The Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them away and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night. From where? From before the people. He said, now watch. When he brought the children of Israel out of the wilderness into the wilderness, he led them by a pillar of fire. Is that right? The Bible said he did, and he went before them. That was the anointing. Glory to God. That was the anointing. The Holy Spirit, Christ, that went before the children of Israel. Joe, I'm about to, sh I'm about to shout my way out of this building. Brother Ben, where do you want another door in here? Are you all hearing me? You won't shout material. It ain't coming from an organ. It's coming from the Word. The pillar of fire went from before them. If he's the same as he was then, he's the same man, the same, oh God, he's the same person. He's everything he was then, he is now. And as he led the church in the natural, he is leading the church today in the spiritual. Do you see it? Remember, Israel come through many things. But it was in the evening time when the lamb, when the token was required. It was not in the morning. It was not in the preparation. It was not in the 14 days of the keeper of the lamb. It was Israel in the evening time. Israel knowed something was coming. I'm identifying your day by the word. Israel knowed something was coming. Brother Dale, Brother Evans said, so did Luther know. He said, so did Wesley know it. So did Finney and Knox and Calvin know it. This is it. They knew there would come a time that the pillar of fire would return back to the church. They knew there would come a time that those things
would happen, but they didn't live to see it, but they looked forward to it. Come on, friends. Israel knew it would return. Finney and Knox and Calvin, amen, they knew it would return, but they didn't live long enough to see it. But thanks be to God, according to Revelation 3 and Revelation 10, we were to receive a seventh angel who was not a reformer. He was a prophet. Come on, you had three messengers upon the earth sowing three seeds at the same time. You had Billy Graham sowing the nominational seed, and he was using this kind of language. I know God is somewhere. You had Oral Roberts, who was sowing Pentecostal seed, who was saying, I feel God is somewhere in the building. But you had William Branham, who had an end-time sign seed ministry, which was another spoken word, standing on the platform, not saying, I know God is somewhere, or I feel God somewhere. He said he's standing right here, not three feet from where I'm at. He was introducing you to the high priest. He was introducing you to the Messiah. He was introducing you to the angel of the full covenant. Oh, come on, friends. We've not been introduced to some old baby grandpa. We have been introduced to the mighty God himself. He is back in the church again. make him welcome. I said somebody make him welcome. The God of Abraham is here tonight. The God of Joshua is here tonight. The God of Moses is here tonight. Somebody make him welcome. He's not coming. He's here. He's here. He's here. He's here right now. He's here to heal. He's here to save. He's here to deliver. He's here to reveal. He's coming. He's coming. I know one day he's coming. Probably God said that some of the mysteries that this angel's supposed to wind up. He said the pillar of fire. I got to close right here in a second. The pillar of fire returning back to the church. Brother Wendell, I love the prophet's language. Amen. That's the thing that's supposed to take place. And we see it. What'd you say, brother? What'd you say, church? We see it. Come on, friends. How can you see it, brother man, and us hold our peace? Brother Alan, how can we see prophecy fulfilled and hold our peace? Oh, God. Oh, God. Are you hearing me? What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying on the first night, we ought to welcome the move of God. We ought to welcome the mighty God. We ought to welcome the covenant angel. We ought to welcome the prince of peace. We ought to welcome the savior. We ought to welcome the redeemer. We ought to welcome the revival giver. We ought to welcome the dead raiser. Brother Harvey, we ought to welcome him. He's the mighty God, and he's come down to visit the church. That devil don't want me to get here, but I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Can I tell you what you're welcoming back? You're welcoming back the anointing. Are you hearing me? You're welcoming back the anointing to the church. What did Jesus say? He said, wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. The prodigal said, see what that is? That is a divine promise from God. It's God's word on written record. Can I tell you something? In Matthew 18, what happened? If you go to Luke 24, you will see the God who spoke the word confirm his own word. In Luke, the 24th chapter, the Bible says Jesus raised from the dead and was walking along the Emmaus Road. And there was two. Brother 
ark there was two that was on the Emmaus road but their eyes were holding that they didn't know who he was and when Jesus appeared to them he began to say why are you sad why are you so tore up why are you so broken hearted they said are you a stranger around are you a stranger around Hardy, Arkansas? Are you a stranger around Black Rock? Are you a stranger around Pawnee, Oklahoma? Are you a stranger around Virginia? Are you a stranger, Lord? Our God has just been, our Lord has just been crucified. And he's laying in the tomb. Remember he said, watch. He said, but what they didn't realize was they was walking with the answer. The answer was in their midst, but they didn't recognize it because their eyes were holding. Now, I want to drop something to you because the problem God turns that to say, more than anything, we need Christ. Can I, have, can I have a few more minutes? Look at somebody next to you and say, more than anything, in these meetings, we need Christ. Brother Ben, more than anything, we need Christ. If we're going to have a prayer line, we need Christ. If young people is going to get the Holy Ghost, we need Christ. If addictions are going to be broke, we need Christ. If homes are going to be put back together, we need Christ. If church problems are going to be fixed, we need Christ. If marriages are going to be straightened out, we need Christ. More than anything, we need Christ, the mighty God. We need Him. Brother, we can't live without Him. Sister Jesse, we need Him. You need Him. I need Him. Brother Wendell, amen, if He's not here, we might as well not melt the pulpit one more time. But if He is here, all things are possible to them that believe because the mighty God. I don't know. I just feel the Spirit of the Lord over me right now. Things are changing out here right now. I'm not a crazy man. There's things changing right now. Ways are being made. Miracles are taking place. Walls are falling. Giants are falling. Red seas are opening. We welcome the mighty God. We welcome Him in these meetings. Make Him welcome. Make Him welcome. Come on. Make Him welcome. He's the God that can heal your body. Make Him welcome. He's the God that can change your soul. Make him welcome. He's the mighty God. Let's make him welcome. You say, preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying I'll, I'll say it to you like this. You go overseas sometimes. Some of you preachers been there. You, you go overseas and they'll get up and say, tonight in the country of Egypt, we got Brother Ben Pruitt coming to speak to us. And they'll say these words. Brother Ben's been preaching for so many years. He's evangelized. He's pastored. He's done this. He's done that. He's pastored a church in Hardy, Arkansas. They'll do all these great acclamations for Brother Ben. And then they'll stop. And they'll look at the congregation and say, make him welcome. Make him welcome. You know what the people don't do? They don't sit there and stare at him. And they don't fold their arms and say, well, that's a nice guy up there. They begin to clap their hands. They begin to wave at him. You know what? Because they want him to know. They're thankful that he's come to preach to them. Well, let me tell you something. Brother Jerome, I'm not introducing a man. I'm introducing the mighty God who's come down to Hardy, Arkansas in the month of July in the year of 2022. And he's come down to change some things. Brother, can we make him welcome? Can we make him welcome tonight? Can we make him welcome in our meeting? Can we make him welcome in our singing? Can we make him welcome in our preaching? He's the God that walks on water. He's the God that opens blinded eyes. He's the God that raises the dead. He's the God that changes situations. He's the mighty God. Make him welcome. Make him welcome. Welcome him in the front. Welcome him in the back.
anniversary. Welcome him in the city. Welcome him all over the church. Somebody make him welcome. Hallelujah. We welcome you tonight. Word of Life Tabernacle welcomes you. We welcome you on this pulpit. We welcome you with the musicians. We welcome. Oh God. My God is here. Can we welcome him? Can we welcome him? He's the mighty God. Oh God. Can I, can I, can I take a few minutes here? He's here. He's in the building. Make him welcome. I said he's here. Make him welcome. What did Brother Brand preach? He preached the unwelcome Christ. I just took 10 minutes to show you the pillar of fire, the mighty angel, the angel of the covenant is the anointing of Jesus Christ. Brother Branham said he's the unwelcome Christ. Are you hearing me? He's the unwelcome Christ. Watch this. In other words, he takes you to Luke the seventh chapter where there was a Pharisee who was desiring Jesus to sit at his table and have meat with him, right? And the Bible says that Simon the Pharisee invited Jesus. Brother Branham said, in other words, he had a trick up his sleeve. Sister Denise, he had, a, he had a trick up his sleeve. He was not not Jesus to fix him a spaghetti dinner. She fixes a good spaghetti dinner during turkey season. He was not inviting Jesus for dinner. He was inviting him, Brother Joe, to prove he was not a prophet. Oh, God. But the prophet of God said, out of that comes a revelation. Are you hearing me? Listen, this computer screen ain't nothing to me. I was preaching in New York one time, got to preaching and hit the wrong button and it turned Fox News on. It's the same God. Let the computer screen be there. Are you hearing me? But out of that come a revelation, Brother Ben, that Jesus accepts all of his invitations. The prophet said no matter who you are, how rich you are, how poor you are, how bad off you are, how well off, he will come if you'll invite him. Come on, Word of Life. He'll come if you will invite him. Brother David, he'll come if you'll invite him. Sister Mary, he'll come right there where you're sitting if you'll just invite him. You say, preacher, I don't know if he'll come. The problem of God said he never turns down an invitation. If you want Jesus here, just invite him. He never turns down an invitation. The room said he never has and he never will. But I invite him on Thursday night. I invite him on Friday night. I invite him to be here on Saturday morning. I invite him to be here Saturday night. I invite him to be here Sunday. Brother me, I invite him to come back on Wednesday night. He never turns down an invitation. He's never invited. And turned it down. Brother said, see, but what happened was the Pharisee had invited some celebrities too. He said, what happened was is Jesus, Brother Josh, Jesus come in their midst. He come in their midst and they didn't even know he was there because they was too worried about the president that just showed up or the dignitary that just showed up. Brother said, Brother Ben, let Jesus come in. Oh, God. Can I preach, Brother Danny? Brother Bram said in those days there was people called foot wash flunkies. He said nobody got by the foot wash flunky. Heard him say today, he said it's a mystery to me how Jesus got by the foot wash flunky. Come on now. That foot wash flunky had a job. 
You don't let one person come in this house. You don't, you don't let one person come in here but once you stop them and you wash their feet but that foot wash flunky was blinded because there was a greater miracle coming. Are you hearing me? That foot wash flunky somehow or another didn't see Jesus when he come in and he went over and sat down in the corner. Can I say it like this? He was blinded so that your eyes could see. He was blinded so your eyes could see. Come on, church. Had the foot washed flunky washed his feet, we wouldn't have the rest of the story. But because it was more than a service, it was more than a July meeting, it was a predestinated moment in the presence of God. He blinded the eyes of a foot washed flunky because there was a type of the bride coming in the house. There was a greater type coming in. Oh, God. Brother said, watch. He come in and sit down. He said, I want you to catch something. He said, there's two parts. He said, there's inviting. There's inviting, but then there's welcoming. There's inviting, but then there's welcoming. He said, see, when you invite, look at this definition of the word invite. Can I have five minutes? It means to make a polite or formal or friendly request to someone to go somewhere or to do something. So we have invited you by the way of announcement to these meetings. Brother Ben, you printed up flyers and invited people, right? Y'all are here because you've been invited. But you know why you come back? Do you know why you stay? It's because you're made welcome. You're made welcome when you're invited. Now look at this word welcome. It means to be glad to entertain someone or to receive something. Are you ready for this? It is to react with pleasure or approval. Brother David, amen, it's an action. You inviting him is an action. Him showing up is a reaction. You welcoming him is a reaction to the action of him showing up. It means to react with pleasure to an event or development. It is gladly to receive. Can I close on this part? Can I close right here? To welcome something is to indicate that one is relieved to be relinquished in the control or possession of something to another. Let me read that to you again. To really welcome something is to be glad to relinquish amen, control or possession of something to another. Can I tell you something? They invite Jesus, but when he shows up, they say, don't make him shout and don't preach too long and don't let him dance the aisles and just sit in the corner. Amen, that's just inviting him. But if you want to make him welcome, when he shows up and you feel his pressure in the atmosphere, take your hands off the service and say, God, this is your song service. This is your meeting. This is your service. These are your people. This is your message. I'm your son. Have your way. You want to let God come in the building and make you welcome? Let go, church. Let go. Let go. And let God have his way. Can we welcome him? Can we welcome him? Jesus comes where he is invited, but he only stays where he is made welcome. Wherever two or three are gathered together, in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Are you hearing me? The promise said the church won't welcome Christ. They won't welcome Christ. Amen. Can I ask you something? Who is Christ? Brother Ben, who is Christ? I'll tell you what the Bible says. The Bible says Christ is God. He is the Logos of God. Are you hearing me? And let me slap another devil while I'm here. You don't want people to be moved by the preaching of the word. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. You don't want people to respond when the word is preached. You ought to be ashamed of yourself.
yourself. You know why? You know why? Because if I got up here and told you a sad story and I moved you by a sad story to cry, it'd be okay to cry. And if I told you ha-ha funny and it moves you to laugh, it'd be okay to laugh. Amen. Then tell me how come I cannot stand under the creative power of the Logos of Almighty God and preach the inspired word. Listen, my sermon's not coming from a man. It's coming from the pillar of fire that I'm under tonight. I have become a microphone for the pillar of fire that whatever's moving you is not coming from Andrew Glover. It's not coming from Wendell Martin. It's not coming from Josh. It's coming from the pillar of fire. You know why? Because the move is on for the ground. That's thus saith the Lord. Who is Christ? He's the Word. He's the Logos of God. I'm trying to close right here. Remember, said Christ is the Word. He's not the theology. He's the Word. What else is Christ? Brother Jerome, Christ is the anointing. Give me some shout room up here. Brother Matt, Christ is the anointing. He said, see, the spirit that comes up on the word that quickens the word and makes it live. See, then he can anoint you for every blessing that's in the anointed word. Christ is the anointed word. Can I tell you, can I, oh God, I'm trying to quit. Can I tell you, Austin, what Brother Ram was really saying when he said the unwelcome Christ? He was saying the unwelcomed anointing. They want the word without the anointing. They want church without anointing. You know why? Because when the anointing comes in a meeting, you no longer have control. Bill Johnson might as well preach. We're this close to it. Amen. Amen. Fault devils because men think they're going to control the anointing. They fought the Spirit of God and we're going to control the Holy Ghost. We're going to control who shouts. We're going to control who sings. I'll tell you how that works. It comes from Babylon. It comes from the pits of hell. And there's no room in the house of God for Nicolaitan leadership. I just bumped something, but you all know me well enough to know I'll bump right through it. Are you hearing me? There's no room in the house of God for a man to try to control the Holy Ghost. We got young people addicted to pornography. We got young people leaving church. And we got a bunch of police police sitting in the house of God trying to control the anointing, control the Spirit of God. But I say, is there anybody here ready to welcome the anointing in this meeting? Are you ready to welcome the anointing? You know what happens? The Bible says, because of the anointing, the yoke is destroyed. The Bible said the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. He has equipped me as the Messiah in an administrative office to manifest Messiah's power. Brother Joe, they don't want the anointing. They don't want the anointing, but we need it. We've had enough unanointed singing. Come on, I'm going to preach. We've had enough unanointed preaching. We've had enough men's ideas behind the pulpit restricting the sons and daughters of God. I say away with that nonsense and up with the anointing. Oh, preacher, we got them to a little psychology idea and we counseled them a little bit and we broke that thing off and it come right back. You know why? Because the anointing don't break. The anointing destroys Testing one, two, it's still working. I said the anointing don't break, the anointing destroys. I didn't come here just for a breakthrough. I come here for a destroy through. 
come here for a destroyer. I want to announce to that devil right now, his scheme is destroyed. His idea is destroyed. And Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now, you know I'm telling you the truth. You say, preacher, why don't you want that yoke broke? Because if that yoke is broke tonight, you know what happens when something's broke? There's a potential to repair it. So you break it, you take it to the store, and they repair it. But if they look at it and they say it is destroyed, it's beyond repair. It's beyond putting back together. It's beyond counseling back together. When the Spirit of the Lord comes in the building and the anointing breaks out upon the congregation, it don't just break the yoke. It destroys the yoke. Well, I speak to you in the name of the Lord by the word of faith. There's some yokes right now being destroyed in the house of God because the anointing has been welcomed. Is there any fathers want to welcome the anointing? Is there any mothers want to welcome the anointing? Is there any young people want to welcome the anointing? Is there any preachers that want to welcome the anointing? Sister Jordan, we welcome the anointing. We welcome him in these meetings. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Can I, can I close right here? I got to get off my heart, Brother Ben. When you recognize him. Brother Josh, the minute you recognize him, the prophet of God said, you release his power to fulfill your desires. No. Oh, God, help me. God, I wish I was a preacher right now, Brother Wendell. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? When you recognize, when you recognize, when the very minute you recognize the word is eagle food, you left the other thing and you heard from your theophany. Your whole life you wondered if you had one. But when you recognize the word was the unfailing body word of the Son of Man, you recognize and release the desire to know I've got a theophany. Oh, I wish somebody would recognize him for a minute because when you recognize him you release his power it's Thursday night it's the first night but brother Ben I gotta get to Jesus I gotta get to Jesus I'm an ill-famed woman I've got a horrible reputation I'm on my way to hell but I heard Simon the Pharisee was having a meeting over at Word of Life I'm not calling you a Pharisee. I heard, I heard they was having a meeting and I heard Jesus was going to be there. I heard when the window was coming I heard them other guys was going, but I heard Jesus was going to be there. Brother Matt, I heard Jesus was going to be there. I got to get to Jesus. You see, I've been in this for a long time, but I got to get to Jesus. The Lord's fixing to come. I got to have a change. I got to get to Jesus. It's got to be more than a tradition. It's got to be more than a ritual. I got to get to Jesus. And she walks by. Brother Wendell, she looks over in the building and she sees him, Brother Harold. She sees him sitting in the corner and she climbs up and she looks in there and she says, My Lord, my Lord, he's got dirty feet. Where's the foot wash flunky? He's sitting there with dirty feet. But the prophet of God said there was something in her. 
predestinated seed. There was something in her that said, this is your opportunity in his presence. This is your opportunity in his presence. Lord, I don't have nothing to bring. I don't have nothing to give him, but I'll take what little bit of money I've got. Are you still with me? Brother Ben, why was he there? Because Pharisees were trying to prove he was not a prophet. And this woman, knowing who he was, said, if I go buy this alabaster box of ointment and bring it back to him, he'll know I bought this through money for prostitution. Was it ever dawned on you he never acknowledged where the money come from? He never acknowledged where the money come from to buy the ointment of the alabaster box? But the problem of God said, but remember since she had to elbow her way through. How many is ready to elbow your way this weekend? You ready to elbow your way through? He said she just started to give up, Brother Dylan. He said then something inside of her encouraged her. Keep on going. You're almost there. Keep on going. You're almost there. Come on, church. We can't give up now, Brother Allen. We're almost there. Keep on going. We're almost there. She elbowed her way through and she got over there and she knelt down and the prophet God said the tears began to flood upon his feet. He said all she had left was the glory from her hair. He said it fell down and she washed his feet. He said her stink went on to his feet and his stench come on to her. But I want to leave you this. He said when she recognized that was the Son of God and she made her way to Jesus' feet, he said she released. She released forgiveness. She released power. She released joy. She released eternal life. Oh God. One minute she was an ill-famed woman. The next minute her name is immortal. And Jesus said, wherever the gospel is preached, let that woman be mentioned. You know why? Because the same anointing that was upon that woman is upon this meeting tonight. You can't be free. You can't be whole. You can't be delivered. You can't break out of that prison house. Stand to your feet and give God praise. Let our musicians come. Make him welcome. Welcome him. Welcome the move of God. Welcome the anointing. Oh God. Brother Danny, you ever get a chance to go listen? I know you heard it. I challenge all y'all. I can't get too deep in it right now because I'll be there in a matter of minutes. Oh no. The problem of God began to break down. He begins to cry uncontrollably. Oh God. And he says it like this. He said because that same God is right here in this building right now. What are we going to do this weekend? Are we going to invite him? Are we going to invite him and then let him come in and sit in the corner with dirty feet? <laughs> Are we going to invite him and then when he starts moving, try to control him? Are we going to invite him and then, then when somebody gets blessed and starts shouting, we're going to look at him and say, well, they're Pentecostal? No. I say we ought to welcome him. 
Brother Luke, we ought to wash his feet. Brother Ben, we ought to release our desires in him. building you've been praying for an answer and an answer is in this building I'm going to take some liberty and say this Hardy Arkansas welcomes the move of God Word of Life Tabernacle welcomes the move of God Brother Matt I can speak for you Grace Tabernacle welcomes the move of God I know I can speak for Brother Jason Christian Assembly welcomes the move of God. Are you hearing me, church? This is not about a building. It's about a people. It's not about a group. It's about a body. It's about a heart that's got a crevice that the faith of God can be leaked into. It can manifest His promises word by word by word by word by word. Let's bow our hearts together tonight. opportunity you're that woman and you just walked by a Pharisee's house and you've peeped in and you've seen Jesus sitting with dirty feet every head bowed, every eye closed I challenge you tonight by the word what are you going to do are you going to acknowledge him and say, well, Jesus is in the building? Are you going to look in and say, well, there's a lot of people there? Or are you going to begin to elbow your way? You got to get to Jesus. I know this is the first night. But I feel the Lord lead me here. There's an altar open tonight. Is there anybody that needs to get to Jesus? Is there anybody that needs to get to him tonight? You say, Lord, I need to get to you. I need forgiveness. I need healing. I need a, I need a miracle. I want to elbow my way through these fears and doubts and complexes and grievances, Lord. I got to get to Jesus. I got to feel his power once again. I got to wash his feet. I got to tell him how much he means to me. I gotta tell him how much I love him. Oh God, don't miss your opportunity tonight, friends, in this present. As we pray right now, welcome him. Welcome him. Welcome him into this building tonight. Welcome him into your heart. Welcome him into your family. Oh God, we welcome you tonight, Lord Jesus. Father, we join our voices together and we raise our voices to you tonight, Lord. You're the mighty God. You're the everlasting Father. You're the, you're the Prince of Peace. You're the way maker. You're the miracle worker. You're the mighty God. You're the revival giver. You're the soul changer. We acknowledge you tonight. We acknowledge our need of Christ. 
We acknowledge that this meeting will just be a meeting unless Jesus comes in our midst. We acknowledge this will be just a gathering of people unless we welcome you, Lord. But tonight on the first night of these meetings, Lord, we're not just inviting you to come and just to sit in the corner. We're not just inviting you to come and be a bystander. We're not just inviting you to come and tell you, shh, don't say nothing. And shh, don't move on nobody. And just quiet you down, God. We give you the microphone tonight, Lord. We give you every pew. We give you every individual in this building, Lord. We welcome you in the dynamics of your resurrection. We welcome you to come in this meeting. May you be our song that we sing, Lord. May you be our prayers that we pray, Lord. May you be the sermons that we preach, oh God. May you be the dance that's in our feet, oh God. May you be the shout that's in our soul, Father. We welcome you tonight, Lord. As the young boys stood there that day and said, this is not a man, this is God. We see the pillar of fire returning to the church and we welcome you, Lord. We welcome you in your power to forgive. We welcome you in your power to forget sins and forgive them and remit them, oh God. We welcome you, Lord, to wash our souls. We welcome you, Father. We welcome the anointed word into the midst of this meeting. And we say, have your way, Lord. Bless us, Lord. Touch us, Lord. Refresh us, God. Revive us, God. Stir our souls, oh God. Break us free from this lukewarm, creed-serving idea. Break us free, oh God. We want to feel your spirit, oh God. We want to feel the dynamics of your resurrection as it flows throughout the building. We don't want to see a man, Lord. We don't want to welcome just a man. We want to welcome you, God. We want to welcome you here. Lord, I welcome you, Father. I welcome you, Lord. I relinquish control. I relinquish control. I relinquish control, Lord. Take control of our singing. Take control of our preaching. Oh, Father, if there's one person here tonight that's sitting on you, Lord, and they're afraid to rejoice, they're afraid to let go and let God have his way, in the name of Jesus Christ, I bind that devil by the authority of the Holy Ghost and I say Satan relinquish your control over the house of God house of hell give way to the name of Jesus we invite the mighty God to come down in the midst of his church and perform the promises of his word in the name of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus Christ with every head bowed every eye closed won't you just raise your hands right now to him forget about who's around you forget about who's looking at you welcome him tonight Welcome the mighty God. Welcome the everlasting Father. Welcome him into this meeting tonight. Young people, don't sit on him. Welcome him right now. I know that devil may be lying to you right now and telling you you've gone too far, but there's a God here tonight, and his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. And if there's a desire in your heart to love him, if there's a desire in your heart to serve him, it didn't come from a man. It comes from God. You've not crossed the line. You've not gone too far. There's a God of redemption. There's a God of forgiveness. There's a God of second, third, and fourth, and fifth chances. And he's in this building tonight, and we make him welcome. We make him welcome here tonight. We welcome the mighty God. We welcome him in the adults. We welcome him in the young people. We welcome him in the preachers. We welcome him in the song leaders. We welcome him in the musicians. We welcome the move of God in the power of its glory and its manifestation. We welcome him tonight. We welcome him tonight. We welcome Death has to flee. Oh, now there is light where darkness used to be. Now there is hope. There's no more doubt. Won't you praise his name? He's in the Death has to fall. 
They just laughed at Jesus when he said she's only sleeping. And as he took her by the hand, she began to live again. Some began to praise the Lord. Some began to say, Oh, he's in the Central B. 